Thank you so much for tuning in to Cognitively Speaking. This is the podcast dedicated to caregivers that are providing care to persons with dementia, Parkinson's disease, or any cognitive impairment. My name is Lily Williams, and I will be your host for this evening's podcast episode. I am a true caregiver that has provided care to persons with dementia for over 22 years. I am the founder of Aging in Place Care Alliance, and we're going to go for a journey. Let's go. Most of us have heard of the acronym PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. Many of us have experienced it. But PTSD is a cognitive memory that may cause flashbacks of a traumatic experience that a person has once experienced. So what happens to those cognitive memories or those flashbacks that reminds a person and that person has dementia? That is what we will be discussing on today's podcast episode. I think this topic is important because over the years, I have experienced caring for dementia patients that appear to be stuck. And when I say stuck, I mean that they are stuck in a particular moment in time. Their memory is stuck in a particular moment in time. They're living in their past, so to speak. Those that suffer with dementia such as this have a memory function that is linked to a certain place or even in time. When a person that has dementia or Alzheimer's appears to be stuck in a particular moment in time and they have a traumatic memory from that point in time, it can make it very, very difficult to be able to provide care to those individuals. I find it very interesting that there's so many experts. They have performed so much research to determine the neurological reasons that people with dementia can view time differently, like not be able to remember something they did or something that occurred just maybe an hour ago or so, but they can remember memories from many, many years ago. And the traumatic memories they are able to remember from many, many years ago. I personally, as a caregiver, I find that that's very fascinating. I just find it very fascinating. And I do have a caregiver experience that I would like to share a story that I would like to share, but I will add a disclaimer or just a warning to let you know that some of the detail may be graphic in nature as it does discuss the Holocaust and some of the pain and some of the torture um, that this particular person that I cared for experienced. So uh, that's just my disclaimer, just to forewarn all listeners, any caregivers that are listening, that this may be very some content that just may be a little bit emotional, but I think it's very important to kind of understand a person's ability to remember memories from many, many years ago and not be able to recall what they did maybe just a few moments ago. Anyone experiencing PTSD with dementia. The story that I would like to share, it, it 
it involved me working in a long-term care facility or rest home or nursing home. And in that nursing home was one particular lady and she she refused to take showers, she refused to take baths. She her hair was so matted. She didn't want water on her hair. She didn't want to have anything to do with water. And me, being new to the facility, was not aware of the overall situation and as to why this young lady never wanted to bathe, never wanted to wash her hair, shower, any of it. She was very offensive. And when I say offensive, I do mean the odor. And I couldn't understand how a facility that had to uh, follow rules and regulations set forth by the state. I just couldn't understand how they could allow the odor in the room, the odor on the resident to become so offensive and not do anything about it. So as it turns out, Rest homes, nursing facilities, you cannot force a person with Alzheimer's or dementia to bathe or take showers. You cannot force it. They can't make them do it. Now, mind you, I did not know any of this about this lady. And it, like I said, I was new to the facility. Shows you that people don't thoroughly give report when they're giving you report. So I did not understand her background. And so me... <laughs> Being who I am, I she would change her clothes, but she just would not shower, bathe, wash up, any of it. And I got her undressed and proceeded to take her into the shower room. And on our way to the shower room, now she could walk, she could stand and she could walk, but she used a wheelchair just just so she could have that extra support and so she can get around. So me, uh, got her undressed, put her in a robe and covered her up. You know, I don't think she thought, I don't think she knew what I was doing. And I didn't, like I said, I did not know the history behind her trauma. And I did not know, I honestly did not know. So I, I'm pushing her in a wheelchair She's voluntarily coming with me, but I don't think she knew where we were going. And she did not speak English. Now, when I talk about dementia and people being lost or stuck in a particular point in time, this woman once upon a time spoke English, but somehow with her dementia and her dementia affecting her memory, she reverted back to speaking her native or original language. She was from Poland. So she started in her dementia, she stopped speaking English and she started speaking her native language. And so that's another topic that one day maybe we will revisit. But so I'm taking her to the shower room. She didn't know where she was going. 
I opened the shower door. I opened the shower room door. This lady screamed bloody Mary. She screamed at the top of her lungs and she started speaking her native language and just screaming and just saying things that I nobody understood. So I I she pushed both of her hands in the doorway and I couldn't push her or move her or budge her. She was really freaking out. She was really literally having a fit. And so I I was able to grab her arms or grab both hands and kind of pull the wheelchair back with her in it just to get her out the doorway so I could take her back to where she came from, back to her room, uh, put put her, put clothing back on her, got her to calm down. And I just couldn't understand what it was, what was going on with her. She just laid down in her bed and, and she went to sleep. So me coming back the next day, she she had kids, she had children, she had three daughters, and these three daughters were there. They were there when I came on the start my shift, and I just couldn't understand how the smell was, you can't hide, you couldn't hide the odor. It was very, very strong in the room, uh, so strong to the point that this lady did not have a roommate. They would not put another person in that room. The family had to pay for two beds because... They knew of their mom's condition. They understood it. And so they were willing to pay that additional bill just to protect her. And so when I met the three daughters, I asked them if they could ask their mom in in her native language, could she take a shower, take a bath, let me wash your hair? They looked at me like, like I was just a, a green Martian or something just out of this world. They said that their mother grew up and witnessed her entire family uh, get murdered in the Holocaust. And she also was a victim and was tortured with water. She was deprived of water, but she, through all of that, somehow she was tortured and 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 almost drowned and so i guess somehow she escaped and she lived a a, a life that she was able to uh, share her story with her daughters and they in turn told me of all the horrific things about their mom being raped being tortured sodomized and almost drowned and almost killed and escaping the people that did that, the horrific people that did that. And so she had this trauma and this fear of water that I was not aware of. Had I been aware of that, I would not have even attempted to try to get her into that shower room that day. And I, I can still hear, it was like a screaming that I've never in my life heard before. There's not, there's nothing I can use to de even describe it. It was blood curling, just screaming at the top of her lungs. 
the worst thing I've ever seen. All because of a fear, a fear of water and the torture and the torment she endured with water. And I guess she lived the rest of her life not showering, not bathing, not washing her hair. She didn't, she barely would drink water. She was a very tiny, very petite little lady. She barely ate food. She liked to just sit in her chair and she'd watch people. We would do everything we could to try to keep keep her in fresh clothes, even though we knew the body odor was terrible. It's just things like that. She was stuck. Her memory was stuck in that point in time. That traumatic memory, those flashbacks was stuck in her head. And I did not help the situation by trying to take her to the shower room because that made the flashback come back even more. That made the post-traumatic stress increase. That made the situation worse. That's why I have a problem with companies and they say you give report. Report is not always vibe. They don't they don't provide you with the the in-depth information that you need on a patient. Unless you thoroughly know that patient and their background. If you're new or you're an agency staff, you don't get the full report on people all the time. And sometimes I feel like it's a setup. In this situation, I felt so hurt and I felt so bad for the lady that I was providing care for. When her daughters told me that information and the horrific story and how she watched her mom and her dad and her brother get killed in a Nazi concentration camp and she somehow managed to get away and and was able to escape and live a life after, able to share her story, but she was still stuck with that traumatic memory with her dementia she still had that traumatic memory of that particular point in time in her life she'll never forget that she never forgot that even with the dementia alzheimer's it never went away so that's what leads me to think that dementia has no effect on traumatic memory. So in closing, I just want to say that we we discussed how a victim of the Holocaust was able to survive, have a family tell her story, but she still had that horrific memory of all the things she had to endure while she was being held captive. And how she once spoke English and her memory, it reverted. It reverted back to her native tongue, her native language. So when when an event or a traumatic event in a person's point in time, in, in their brain, that part of their memory... It's still there.
there's some things that can trigger and cause a person to have a flashback or the person with dementia or Alzheimer's can automatically just be stuck in that era or in that time at that particular event. It's just stuck and that's where they are. There's nothing that anyone can do about it. As caregivers, we have to find the best alternative to providing care that we can, especially when it's as severely as traumatic as the story that I shared with the Holocaust victim. I've seen many things in my life and I've cared for many people, but I will have to say that that was, for me, seeing that and witnessing that and learning of her story and everything that she went through really, really changed me. And to hear people, they make all these comments and we have a particular celebrity that's in in a bunch of water right now, hot water as we speak and people are taking money out of his pockets because of the things that he spoke of that he should not have spoke of because he really has no knowledge of. And why get upset about what's going on or what you recently discovered? Had you been a wise young man and done your research before getting into the music industry and these other industries and seeing who's all major players in those industries, had he done his research before he made business ventures or relationships with those people, had he seen that their their vision, their dream, their mission does not align up with his or who he is as a person now, because mind you, back then, he was a different person. He's a different person now, and things aren't lining up. So if he had done his research prior then I don't think we would be going down this road with people pulling, taking money, ending contracts, severing ties with this individual today. So it's important to get to know what you're getting involved in before you get involved into it, okay? And as caregivers, I express how I feel about people giving report inaccuracy in report or just even vital information in report had i known about the lady's background and the holocaust and the traumatic events that she endured and especially the fear of water i would not have added to that trauma i'm well over my 15 minutes again if you'd like to leave me a message you may do so on any of the apps. If it's a topic that you want me to discuss, please let me know and I will bring that topic up in, in a future episode. I am going to return to my, um, there's, I've been listening to 
a radio station that's been playing Prince music. It's like a Prince-a-thon. It's called a Prince-giving since this is um, what people observe as a Thanksgiving week. Uh, so I've been treating myself and listening to the Prince music because I am uh, somewhat of a Prince fan. And it's soothing and calming for me. I also had the lovely, lovely vision of deer being pressed, <laughs> pressing their nose up against my screen and he actually popped the screen out of the window. That's how hard he was pressing his nose. But next to him was a bird and it was just the most beautiful sight. I couldn't even get mad about the screen because it was the most beautiful sight with the snow in the background. Uh... Yeah, we had some beautiful, beautiful snowfall this uh, past week, and I hope you all enjoyed it, and I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful night.